0: How we doing, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle and Grind podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan Complete of Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks. sitting here with Jason Hartwell. Yo, yo. J.K. Blades. And we got a big dog in the house today, the man who is uh, the best craftsman in any conversation he's in, Dennis Tyrell. Thanks, guys
1: i got to start out saying, I love the intro music to this podcast. I don't know where you got that, but I, I love that. I, get
2: that. I get that so much, and it's weird because it was almost a last-minute thing when I started the show. You know, I didn't really think about the intro music. I was going to need some type of intro music. So I went to this website, and I bought that sound, you know, because if you use it on Spotify or iTunes or whatever, you can't use anything licensed. So there's this right. website you go to, and there's just millions of little sound clips, anywhere from 30 seconds to five minutes, and you just pay for it, and it leaves the site, you own it forever.
1: Best money spent.
2: I think I paid like $6 for it.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, so
2: <laughs> I'm not mad at it. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool little How tune. What's
1: you doing? Good.
2: I'm doing great. I'm good tired, good. but I'm pumped up, but doing good. I'm excited about this show today, man.
1: Cool, me too.
2: So what's you been going on? What's been going on with you?
1: With me? Uh, well, we're we're in the middle of uh, the voting for the uh, the big um, Maker Challenge, the uh, the Dagger Challenge. So that's uh, that's ongoing right now. Uh, all the videos are out now. All the viewers are voting on those. So that was fun. But it's a lot it's a lot of work planning this thing. So I'm kind of glad it's behind <laughs> us
2: right now. So how much time do you have between the challenges?
1: We like to do two a year. This is the third, uh, and I think we're looking at the next one. We'll drop around October, That's which cool. means everybody gets started around August. So we got a we got a few months of breathing space.
2: There you go. So I'm not gonna lie to you, Dennis. I up until a couple months ago on the on the what we call our sister show sometimes the Work for It podcast, I've never heard of you before, and <laughs> I don't know how you know I never ran across you. I don't do much on YouTube at all. I don't have a channel, obviously, but I very rarely even look at YouTube. And um, I actually subscribed to your channel today, right before we come up here. Awesome, Welcome. But but you've got some badass videos on there. Obviously, I had not had time to watch any of them, but I thumbed through, you know, and scrolled through a few of them. And the production value, the ones I looked at, looked like Hollywood. Are you just doing all this at home?
1: Uh, this is a guy in his garage uh, doing stuff on the weekends and evenings. That's what that is. <laughs> but it's been fun. I mean, my that. My, uh, my journey really. I mean, I started two years ago on YouTube, wow. watching guys like you know. I don't know. You probably don't know all these channels, gen- like Green Beetle, and you know, and Walter Sorrels, and some of these guys. And I learned it. I learned everything off YouTube, and then. I guess it was like roughly a year ago, we started the first challenge, and uh, well, I had done some challenges with Aaron at Ailey Knives, just him and I, and he said, hey, why don't don't we try to get a big challenge going, and we'll get like some of the big guys. This is back, I had like 2,000 followers, something like that, 2,000 subscribers, and I'm like, come on, those guys are not going to be in this, and it was really his brainchild, and then... It just exploded from there and I won the first one and that just you know that was the the catalyst for my channel kicking off really and I, I mean it already been a year or so but and after that I had some couple big builds like I'm the really popular ones on my channel are the copper ones the kumai ones that it goes one of the one of the first few that started doing the kumai on uh, on YouTube I mean certainly other people had done it I'm not claiming the first to do that by any means but I think one of the first to popularize it on YouTube. And that really made my channel blow up.
2: Yeah, so that was two years ago. and Last year. Oh, last year. Okay, so we're, year. we're talking one year. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking over your left shoulder right now. And what is that up there on that shelf with the big
1: YouTuber? That's the one. What is that? That is the 100,000 subscriber play button, um, which I just got a couple of months ago.
2: <laughs> that is freaking cool, dude.
1: So I went from... This time last year, almost exactly this time last year, I was at 3500 subscribers. And I am at 120,000.
2: That's insane. Congratulations, it's man. Insane. That that's it's, some growth yeah, that... I don't believe
1: it. And now I get recognized at Blade Show and and like at Texas and stuff and I it's like surreal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, like I say, congratulations. You don't hear about that kind of growth too often.
1: Yeah, it's been fun and I I you know, I love talking to viewers. I'm, I still, I'm super down to earth. I personally answer every comment on my channel, no matter what language it's in. You know, <laughs> seriously, I like Google Translate. It might be shitty, but I'll, just, I'll answer them. Yeah. But I like to stay connected to all the viewers, and I think that's that's important.
2: Well, that's cool, man. I'm looking forward to meeting you in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, you are gonna have some beers in the pit for sure. Oh,
2: definitely, definitely. <laughs> So are you a so, blade show veteran or this going to no, be
1: last year was my first one as, um, as a part of, uh, sorry, as a spectator. Right. And then, um, blade West just in October. So I had those first time I had a table at blade West was not a well, well attended show at all. That was the one in long beach. Oh, Okay. You know, and I'm from like, I'm, I live in California, so it wasn't far from me, which is why I went, but <laughs> I can see why it's not in California this year. Uh, and then I just went to Blade, Texas, um, mostly for journeyman stuff to get knives reviewed and stuff like that.
0: That's cool. Man. So, you, your work to other makers like me and Jason, and like you were on a live one day with Pickle and I, is exceptional. It's, well, thank you. It's, yeah. It's one of those things like we all make knives, but then when we see what you do, We're like, how in the fuck does he accomplish that? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, specifically for me, I think it was on your, it was like a Lord of the Rings type elven sword, the copper and black. Right down at the bottom by the Ricasso, you have these swoops where it comes to a point, but then the actual bevel is also swooped to a point. And I still can't figure out how you did that or, I mean, do you want to talk about, you did that with a die grinder? Yeah, oh, um, wow. with, with like a like a
1: like a carbide burr on a on a Dremel is exactly how he did it. It was and then he just ass. smoothed it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, I'm it sure was it was probably ten hours of uh, of grinding and sanding. It was, and there's a there's a there's a bunch of guys on you know, and I, I've said this on many many times. Like every time I do a build, my 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 personal. Mantra, belief, whatever. I will do something new in every single blade, every single time, and Mm -hmm. uh, there's never been a build that I haven't done something new. And I think that's that's why I kind of excel because I I never like to do the same thing twice. And but mind you, I'm not doing this as a you know I'm not doing this as a living right. I'm just doing I'm playing as a hobby, so I can I don't have to crank out production knives. I'm just doing what I want to do as a hobby. Um, you know, I got the luxury of. Having the day job that that you know, good day job. I don't have to worry about that. I'm just doing this for fun, so I can do the knives that I want to do. You do it for the love of it, right?
2: I would yeah. have guessed you were full time with the quality that you're with you're putting out.
1: No, no. I would love to. That's a. I'm torn because I love it so much. I want to do it full time, but I don't want it. I don't want to do it full time and then hate it, right? Because it's a job. Yeah. So that's the that that's the conundrum right now uh, if i go full time and honestly i live in california uh, there's no way i could live where i live and do nice full time i just don't think it's realistic like it's so what's expensive to living live you mean yeah oh yeah it's so expensive to live here
2: so what is what's your day job your full time gig
1: uh, i am a uh, director of engineering at a software company oh wow that Very sounds different. fancy <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's like UI engineering, so all the user interface stuff, so I'm used to like making things look pretty, just in a totally different way.
0: That's cool. So <laughs> do you, did you have any craftsman skills before you started making knives, or is this all just something that you started doing and you're like, wow, I'm immensely talented at this? So I would call myself
1: part of the uh, Forged in Fire generation, oh, okay. meaning... Um, I mean, I had done woodworking stuff like in the past, but didn't have any of the tools. And then when Forge and Fire came out, I thought it, I used to watch it with my son, who's now 16. Uh, I thought it would be something fun we would do together. And uh, it just exploded from there. As soon as I got like the forge and the anvil and the hammer, there was like no turning back. Like I knew it was going to be something that I loved. And it just you know, I built a power hammer, which was way too fucking loud, and I got rid of that a week later. And then I built a press, and then I built uh, my 2x72 and and just went on from there.
2: That's crazy, yeah. man. So how long have you been doing the knives total?
1: Uh, just under four years.
2: Okay, that's the knives, not YouTube.
1: Yeah, YouTube's been two years, two, two and a bit, uh, but knives has been just under four.
2: That's crazy, man, because I've been doing this longer than you, and you're better than me
1: you say that all the time you say that to me you say that I to think everybody some awesome knives come off your workbench.
2: <laughs> now that's impressive man because like i said the quality of your work is and ryan said it too is crazy and to not have a background in any kind of fabrication i mean
1: yeah i, I learned how to weld off youtube and uh i built my first board uh and that's how I did it. And uh, don't look at my original welds or my original forge because you'd be scared. <laughs> but, and built the press with a stick welder, a $100 stick welder off Amazon, but it's still together, still running.
0: That's my next big equipment build as a press. So I've been trying to find a junk log splitter around here to convert to one, but with what people want for junk, it's, I might as well just buy new pieces. Honestly, I
1: mean, and I get that question all the time, like about presses. My recommendation: go build an H-frame press. You're not really going to save that much doing a log splitter, and they have inherent problems.
0: The frame of them is just not meant for that kind of stress. So, yeah, I was going to build my own frame and just rob the hydraulics off the log splitter, but but I mean, you can buy a cylinder for two hundred fifty bucks. So that's
1: Yeah, I mean, if you get a free, great, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go and buy a log splitter just for that.
0: Yeah, I was looking at it. The cylinder, the pumps, it's, it's all really not that expensive. The most expensive part's going to be the motor, and the steel. And I've got the steel that was gifted to me. So
1: yeah, I mean, I built mine all in was probably about twelve hundred bucks. Mind you, I think steel was a little bit cheaper then, and I just went to the steel yard and said. I want those I-beams. I want you to cut them to length. I didn't I didn't do any. Like, they literally cut the I-beams to length, put the two for the, the top and the bottom and the head, and I just welded it up. And it actually went pretty
0: quick. I finished it in two weeks, maybe. Yeah, 1,200, that's not bad because if you buy a press, even one of them benchtop ones, they're $3,800, yeah. you know. might get a 30-ton press. Yeah, so oh, wow. you get a standalone, a 30-ton, and you're looking at eight grand, you know. Yeah.
2: What kind of motor are you running on yours, Dennis?
1: Uh, it's a five-horse 220. Uh, or sorry, uh, yeah, 220, a five-horse 220 motor. Okay, so you continuous. want the speed, so it, it moves quick, right. which is nice.
2: And that might be another problem with the log splitter presses. Those things are slow, especially in the return position. All
1: well, the all ones that on I've motor, used.
2: Huh? Yeah. All
1: it depends, depends on the, on the motor. motor. Yeah, faster the motor is fa- you just faster. You can drive the pump. So the cylinder actually doesn't... The cylinder just is going to be how much pressure you can get.
2: Okay, so Ryan, I guess you're you would replace whatever gas motors on a log splitter with electric.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I was going to go with a five horse, like continuous duty, like a compressor motor. Yeah. And those aren't really that expensive. I mean, I looked into them; they're probably like a nice one's like three to four hundred dollars. Yeah, I I think I paid I around three hundred
1: for mine, a cheap one. Yeah. And you don't need a you don't need a you don't
0: need a VFD or anything like that. You're going to run it on full tilt all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's wide open. It's just an on switch. Doop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So single phase is good to go. All that stuff. It's a little bit less technical than a grinder. You know. Yeah, it's actually like, easy,
1: easy to build. Much easier to build than uh, I built one of those tire hammers. If you know what those are. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Way more complicated to build. I was thinking it would have been easier, but not at all. <laughs> Looking back, I would recommend anyone to build a press, not a not a tire hammer.
0: Yeah, I looked at somebody was selling one of those tire hammers, homemade around here, and I looked at it, and eh. then I got to thinking. I do most of my work late at night in the shop. I don't think my wife, my dogs, or my neighbors would appreciate a
1: pow 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 pow. You know, I had no concept of how loud it was going to be. It was a like a I think it was like a forty or fifty pound ram coming up and down four times a second. I, if I would have kept going, it would have cracked the foundation of my house. Oh, wow. And it was bolted to the floor in the garage. And you couldn't even be in the house. It was that loud. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way my wife was going to put up with that, never mind the neighbors that are 20
0: feet, 25 <laughs> feet away. Yeah. The press so, is nice, though, because you just flip a switch and it just hums at you.
1: Yeah, it's a little more than a hum, but... <laughs>
0: Ryan, have you ever used a enjoy- press?
1: Huh?
2: Have you ever used a press or a power hammer?
0: I've played with a power hammer because one of my buddies is a blacksmith and he's got a legit one. Oh, okay. And uh, they're kind of scary. You don't want to get your wiener caught in there, <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as presses go, I've never put hot metal in a press, but I've pressed bearings out and like used them at work and stuff. And yeah, I'm going to build one. Yeah. I just got a new toy last last week. I think I haven't used it yet.
1: Uh, just got a rolling mill. Oh, nice, nice. So I'll be doing a video on that pretty soon, uh, just showing that off. But and it's super quiet. Like it's it's quieter than a fan. Um, you just stick the steel in, hit the paddle, and it spits it back out at you. So I'm anxious to see how that's going that's to do for Damascus and drawing billets out.
2: Those seem yeah. like such a simple concept. Just two wheels pressing together.
0: Yeah, it's like the yeah. old clothes washer washboard things. What are they called? Back, uh, I know what you're back talking about. The old 1800s. ladies yeah. cranking it like to ring, ring out the clothes. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. My grandma had one of those. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but this is, this is the, the, I don't remember the name of the design, but you stick the billet in, you hit the, f- the pedal, and it spits it back out at you, which is nice. Like, it's a safety feature. Like the ones, the big ones you see where you, you stick the billet in one end and it spits it out the other. The problem is, it doesn't care if it's fingers, steel, you name it. It's going to suck that thing in, and, you know. Yeah.
0: So, the, this one
1: only spits out at you, so you can't get your fingers caught. That's nice. So yeah. It is nice. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, you would stick it all the way through. Like on a handle, weld it on or whatever, and then it comes right, back yeah. to you?
1: And then and then it, you pull it out as okay. it's drawing.
0: Gotcha. Yeah,
2: that, that makes a lot full. of sense.
0: Yeah. So what so about where, you guys? Uh, doing. mildewing, Mill doing. <laughs> mildewing. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get projects wrapped up so I can get my summer fun projects going. Uh, We're not going to have you a blade this year, Ryan? No, year. probably. I'm going to shoot for next year give myself some time to prepare. I got to tell the boss, Hey, I need a few days off in June and the regular time off in July that we always take and see if they did blade on 4th of July week, that'd be perfect. Cause we take that whole week off. Oh, that'd be terrible. I would not want that. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do that either.
1: <laughs> Flights would be terrible. Uh It'd be hot as hell in Atlanta in July. It's bad enough yeah. in June. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it
2: is. It's already hot here. I was out doing yeah, some yard did. work today, and man, I was sweating my ass off all day.
1: Yeah, I, I live in the Bay Area of California, and it's, uh, it's it's like 80 almost today, so that's hot enough.
0: Bay Area, like San Francisco Bay? Yeah, I'm like 45 yeah. minutes east
1: of San Francisco. Oh, yeah. But in- uh, I'm from Canada, near cl- close to where you are, Ryan. I'm from no, Toronto, really? so oh. uh, I've been
0: in California for 20 years, but... I'm from out there. I lived out there for two years with my first wife. It was interesting. Um, California is a very unique state. I've been to a lot of different places in California. It's unique. Let's just Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's one way to put it. Yeah. I, w- I was way up north, though. I was a couple hundred miles north of you. That's um, well, nice up the, there? It's the, we you know, redwood country, it's a temperate rainforest. It never got below forty-five degrees. Never got above ninety degrees. It never snowed in the winter. It was that's beautiful. perfect
1: for uh, having a forge up there because uh, where I am, yeah. it hits like one hundred and five, one hundred and ten in the summer, and uh, that sucks trying to yeah. forge something. How's Zero.
2: the how's the humidity in California? Zero. See, it's that's beautiful. What, that's what I would think, but at the same time, you're so close to the ocean; it seems like there'd be humidity in there.
1: Yeah, but the ocean here comes down from Alaska instead of coming up. Like, you guys get the ocean that comes up from the Gulf. Yeah, we Orange do. It's coming from Alaska, so it's 50 degrees in the ocean here. Ah
2: oh, man. Yeah, so it's, it's nice and cool. Humid as shit here. Like, you feel wet just
0: all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. I've California, been to Florida a bunch of times.
0: It was times. It's terrible. It was, <laughs> <laughs> hands down, probably the most beautiful place I've ever seen. I mean, just the natural beauty of California is unbelievable, you know. We were 10 minutes from the ocean. 45 minutes from the mountains, you know, you could drive two hours and be in the desert. You could drive a little further north and go see some snow up in the mountaintops. Like, they have everything. It's, you know, whereas here in Maine, it's rocks and pine trees.
1: <laughs> well, that's all right, too. Yeah. If California didn't have the Californians, we'd be great. <laughs> all right, go I don't on. Want-
0: don't send me hate mail. I'm kidding. You can say that because you <laughs> live there. I was going to say it, but uh, I had I met some really awesome people while I was out there, and I met some really not awesome people while I was out there at the same time. So, you know, but yeah, you know, that's there's, everywhere.
1: Yeah, but there are definitely some cliquey areas in California, that's for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I got a buddy that went out there with his uh, with his wife. She's from L.A., and he had never been there before, never visited anything. They got married and then went to L.A. to visit her family. They live like six miles from the airport. It took him four and a half hours to get six miles from the airport.
1: Yeah, one mile an hour. He could walk faster.
2: Yeah, that, it was insane. I mean, I could not believe that. I, 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 uh, yeah. it, there's too much traffic in my little old bitty swamp city. I do not want to go to no big old town like that.
1: It's not quite as bad in the Bay Area as LA, but you know, it's not it's not that much better. Yeah.
2: The only thing I know about the Bay Area is that's where Mythbusters was.
0: That's right. In Oakland. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were in San Francisco. Uh, isn't that Nancy Pelosi's district? Yeah. Yeah, let's not talk about her. Nasty Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me riled up, Ryan. I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
1: Hey
2: Ryan, we gotta How's be that? nice to the guests.
0: He's up for she's up for re election this year, I heard yeah i know
1: i can't even vote so it doesn't matter i'm still i'm, I'm still canadian i'm not even an american citizen yet oh
2: so do you end up in california for the the tech boom
1: yeah the company i used to work for uh got acquired by a california company so i was first in line in my boss's office to uh to move to california
2: how hard was that decision
1: uh not hard at all really we, yeah, we used to say you uh you don't have to shovel sunshine like uh like snow.
2: Ah, uh, well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you lived in Toronto all your life, you you know uh you know what winters are like and uh I had enough of those.
0: Yeah, one I don't blame of my you. one of my best friends growing up during that whole tech boom thing. She is almost has her doctorate in like early childhood education, like childhood psychology something like that. She's a teacher. But Google apparently has a school for their employees' children on site. And they flew her from Maine to California for a job interview. Flew her back to Maine and then offered her a shitload of money. She's like, yeah. And then they paid to move her from Maine to California to work there. Hmm. Yeah, I got a couple friends at Google. Yeah, she's home now. But There's a Google... Uh, office in
2: Atlanta I didn't know that until I drove past it not long ago Big old giant building
1: Yeah, I, I used to have a team when I was at Oracle for 14 years, I used to have a team in Atlanta So I used to go to Atlanta all the time And uh, talk with those guys I love Atlanta, I think it's a cool town
2: Dude, we go to Atlanta every chance we get It's I mean, because we're barely over an hour south of Atlanta So It's just cool to go up there I would not want to live there, ever <laughs> but to go spend the day up there, you know, and go eat something new and
0: just kind of good restaurants. Yes, That's one thing I remember: the food is great up there. The yeah. people in the South are very nice too. Um, like the people in Maine are nice, but we have like we have a term for out of staters. We call them Flatlanders. Like get the fuck out of the road, Flatlander. You know what I mean? <laughs> but southern hospitality. I mean, it's got a. It's stereotypical for a reason. You know, whenever I was in the South, I was always treated very well. You know, nobody ever gave me shit in gas stations or, you know, I liked it down there. Yeah, It's a way of life.
2: If I tell my wife, like one of my buddies is stopping by, you know, just to, it doesn't matter why or for how long she immediately starts talking about what she's going to cook. Like if someone like, steps foot in the house, there's got to be some type of meal cooked and ready just in case they're ready to eat. I mean, it's but that's everywhere down here. I mean, I grew up with my grandparents doing that, my parents doing that, and if you got company, you feed them.
1: Yeah, that's that's good. That's what you got to do. Yeah, Canada's not quite like that, but
0: (laughs) not not too far off. I haven't met a mean Canadian yet, except for Pickle. Yeah, Pickle's a dick.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, Pickle. We love you, buddy.
0: (laughs) Just kidding.
1: Where is Pickle? He still skiing.
2: Uh, snowboarding was his snowboarding. deal yeah Whatever.
0: <laughs> I think that's all melted away now or at least getting pretty close to it yeah he's been, he looks like he's been putting in some serious time in the shop so yeah he's knocking that's some good. cool shit out for sure yeah he's been posting a lot so yeah
1: he coming back or what? what's going on
2: uh, he might pop uh, in and out know. as a guest um, I think the way me and Ryan's been doing it lately I really enjoy it you know just me and him shooting the shit and you know, we're both married with families, so an hour a day is kind of like a little vacation for us. You know, it's not a big deal. Yeah, we we can pretty well stick to the schedule. You know what I mean? And then having a, a different guest on—that's a lot of fun, getting to meet new people.
0: So. Yeah, I always enjoy when the when the shows have guests on. Um, yeah, it's hard to good. do a guest with three hosts too, because four people just either two people just sit there silently and watch other two people talk, or or
2: every everybody's trying to talk at once talking over each yeah, other
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 I've seen
1: that on uh on the work for every once in a while either either uh b cone is uh is silent in the background or something or they're they're all busy talking so
0: yeah they make it they work. can't they can't see each other when they record right no they yeah, can that's see I feel like that would make it ten times harder because I can see you two so I can tell if Jason's about to say something or like you know, you can tell somebody uh, 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 wants to talk when you can't see each other. You're just uh, half a second of silence. My turn. <laughs> you know? yeah, right. You're diving in.
2: It was, it was a lot different recording with them with no, with no video.
1: Well, the first, I mean, I did the art of craftsmanship uh, last year or whatever. And then Brian's work for it. And, uh, and then I did one other one, like the knife junkie podcast, which was like the first time I'd ever been on camera. And he actually videos them for like for YouTube so that was cool actually so it's nice actually having being able to see you guys and see what's going on and yeah you get the visual cues so that's nice. yeah
2: and it's pretty neat we can look over your shoulder and say your she see, see uh, shit I can't talk see your cool stuff
0: <laughs> yeah it's my office it's better we better than have. looking over my shoulder.
2: Yeah your shoulder sucks <laughs> but we've got
0: to get you a curtain on that thing. I should just paint paint it over black like I did the one on my garage door. You're in the house right now, right? yeah, yeah, I don't
2: think Mrs. Coakley would like some spray paint on the window. No, no, she would not <laughs>
0: <laughs> no remember my garage makes like a weird water sound, even though there's no water out there. There's water somewhere, I think it's underneath. I mean, you've seen that drainage ditch right behind the garage i yeah the like there's so much water in the ground at my house. Like, my basement's like a swimming pool with no water in it because we they put in a drain that goes out to lower ground. But because um, you, you live dig- on an island. You could dig six inches in the ground, and it'll start filling up with water. So there's probably a hollow spot under my garage somewhere where it's just dripping. <laughs> don't I don't know. find the sinkhole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I get rich, I'll build a bigger garage, and we'll find out. <laughs>
2: Dennis, Sorry, I was getting me a drink. My throat's hurting today, so I keep coughing and whatever. But anyway, um, I was listening to your episode of the Work For It podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, anytime we got a guest, I kind of try to brush up and learn a little bit. I got a weird question for you. Sure. So you do your, your twice a week, right, on YouTube?
1: Yeah, around there. I cut back a little bit, but yeah, around there.
2: Okay, so your your second, I guess you'd almost consider it like a bonus show, would be the Triple T thing?
1: Yeah, the, the way I do it, the triple, the triple T shows, the Thursday videos, those are focused at Knife Makers. <clears throat> uh, and the Sunday videos, the build videos, I focus those. I mean, maybe I'll, I'll be dropping tidbits for Knife Makers and tips and stuff, but not as often. I tried to make that just a video, a build video that people can watch. And my theory was I want to get the viewers that aren't just knife makers because knife makers is a much smaller audience. So I wanted to get the much bigger audience. So that's why the Sunday videos are focused on not knife makers or not necessarily knife
0: makers. Right. That's smart. Diversify.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So let me ask you this as a content creator. As I kind of feel like me and Ryan are in a sense you know we have a podcast sure what about what do you think about a bonus show on a podcast per week would that be like an overload you know or would that be worth it just to kind of to get some more some more numbers just to pump the numbers
1: up I think you give it a try see see how it does um, I think everything about content creation is just throwing it out there and see how it does right and then you kind of you know course correct and change and if it doesn't work or I've I've had and one of the great things about these challenges is like what the viewer sees yeah they see the build but what they don't see is behind the scenes we're all on like a slack channel and for 2 months before the challenge like hit the videos drop you've got 20 or whatever it is 20 makers all chatting back and forth and we topics come up about oh what camera do you use and should I release my video at this time? And, and all just any kind of question about content creation. So now being in these challenges gives the, the channel the opportunity to ask questions of these guys, like Blackbeard, 1.8 million subscribers, like Green Beetle, like 300,000, like all these guys that now you have access to that you can ask questions of that you wouldn't normally get that. So it's it's been really cool to... To open that up to, to some of the smaller makers. I was there when you got three thousand, a thousand subscribers, and you want to know something, you want to know the best way. So anyway, uh, back to, I would give it a try, see how see how it goes.
2: Yeah, I think we're going to do that. Me and Ryan's kind of toyed with the idea a little bit, you know, just throwing out a short bonus episode here and there. Um, I feel like I don't want to make it like a every Thursday. You know what I mean? Because sometimes, you know today's sunday we start recording at four o'clock that's our normal time there's been times we do this on monday afternoon at five because on sundays we just ain't feeling it you know what i mean (laughs) we're just not in the mood whatever there's other stuff going on
0: we'll just be like fuck it dude let's do it tomorrow like today just ain't the day we've had times where it was five o'clock on a sunday and jason and i both forgot that we were supposed to record a (laughs) podcast today yeah Kind of having so like, much oh. fun on the weekend yeah we're like oh guess we're doing it tomorrow
2: yeah well that's the cool thing too about having a guest is you get pumped up you know and once we tell the guest 4 o'clock Sunday that's what it is you know we can't forget
1: so yeah yeah. I, I was on the, the Knife Junkie podcast and uh, I think it's Bob DeMarco um, but his point, he actually videos it so he what we see here of like seeing each other he does that and then he'll do shots of like if it's a guest, like a knife that the guest did and like, and he'll, it'll, it'll be like a you like a YouTube video and you can watch the podcast as a YouTube video, which is kind of cool if you want to watch it instead of just listen to it. So you guys could think about something like that too. I thought it was really cool.
2: Yeah. We've, we've talked about recording like, you know, just what we have here and yeah. just putting it on the Patreon, you know, just as sure. a bonus for those guys. Um, yeah, I'm still working on that to everybody that's a Patreon. Thank you so much for doing that. Dennis, you, you included, obviously, um, I'm having problems trying to figure out what the hell a tier is and how to label it and how to set it up. So I'm still working on that, but, uh, Give me a
1: call. I'll take you through it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I found the spot where it says tiers, and it said, tier number one, start at how much I put in a dollar and it says, Oh no, don't do that. We recommend you do this. So, and I'm, I'm filling it in, but every time I feel something in, they tell me it's wrong. And
1: yeah, so they're giving you guidance.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know whether to listen to them or not, but uh, you know, they're talking about start out at five dollars. i am Like, man, I'm not doing that. One dollar helps just as much. You know, I'm not going to make the one dollar people feel like they're less than the five dollar people because they're labeled something different. You know, to me, that's yeah.
1: Just- I thought the $5 was a little steep, too, because um, mine are like 3 and 9 yeah. Um but I don't know. I mean, I, I know some other guys that started after me that are making way more than me because they put their tears their up, Yeah. Um, but I'm not doing it to make tons of money, so I, I want to make – when I started Patreon, I wanted to make sure that my patrons were getting bad. I – if I was going to do something like that, I would want to feel like I was getting some kind of value. Mm. So I wanted to make sure it wasn't like too high. Right. You know, right.
0: You're saying the same thing. Like I don't need to rape the audience or anything like that. Hearing all of us talk about content creation stuff, it really makes me want to revitalize my YouTube channel. I have a very poorly made YouTube channel above me doing repairs but what I had video glasses. So, cause I'm terrible with camera work as you can tell by my Instagram and like, <laughs> sorry, stuff like that and video editing and such. Um, so I got a lot of complaints because I'm moving. It's really hard to not move your head while you're repairing something. Um, but I just hit a thousand subscribers and I haven't posted a video in two years. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, man, maybe I should just, Start posting again. I've got the garage now. I could set up like a little camera area for repairs, or or switch gears and do it with knives. I'm really bad at documenting shit. You could kind of integrate the two together.
2: You know what I mean? Since you've already got a thousand subs sitting there, you throw some knife stuff at them and see what happens. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's one thing on YouTube. Like, you need your channel to be focused. Like, don't don't do a bait and switch where you got people subscribing to you for like, like repair stuff. And all of a sudden you're going to switch to knife stuff. Like that's not what they, why they subscribe. So I I would start a new channel if you're going to do that.
0: Yeah. Or, and, or I could repair knife tools because I do do that when my shit breaks. Sure.
2: Just take pictures of your knives laying on the lawnmowers.
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, most of my page was handheld stuff like uh, chainsaws because that's my specialty. Oh, okay. And chainsaws are really easy to document. Not a lot of shops are good at working on chainsaws or will even work on a chainsaw. Uh, oh, so that's not that far off knives. So you're—it's
1: not like you're repairing. You know, you're doing car transmissions or something like that.
0: No, no. I did watch a YouTube video of a guy just to see how complicated a automatic transmission is. Yeah. I'm a mechanic every day. And when he started taking things out of that thing, I was like, Whoa, dude. And he's taking them and throwing them off on the side, on the bench. Like he, cause he's done it a thousand times. He knows where every little piece goes. <coughs> Me as a viewer, I'm watching it and I'm going, okay, where what was, what was that? Where'd that go? Like, <laughs> and it's gone. He puts it back together. Transmission is one of the most mechanically complicated things I think I've ever looked into. There's automatic. a lot of stuff in that bucket. Yeah. I do. This, the cars
1: is, I mean, now my, the, this car that I have, which is Jeep, is the most I've ever done on a car ever. And, uh, you know, I put the bumpers on and my buddy helped me do a lift kit. Otherwise, I don't do shit on cars. <laughs> <laughs> is, I stay away from cars altogether.
0: Yeah, it pretty much if it runs off gas, I can fix it. I love working on cars. I enjoy the hell out of it.
2: I, I mean, I don't like to do it because mo- normally if I'm doing it, it means something's
0: broken. But you know, if it's broke, I, I like to fix it. My wife's car's got a dead spot in the starter. So like randomly, like once a month, she'll turn the key and nothing will happen. the other day it happened. And so I'm like, all right, got to run to Walmart because that's where she was. I just brought a pipe with me. She goes, what are you going to do with that? And I just whack it, give the starter a good hit right down by where the brushes are. Yep. Boom, (laughs) fire's right up. She goes, how'd you do that? Don't even worry about it. Um, I'll change it on Monday. A a little violence works every time. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah.
2: Hit it harder. I had an old truck one time that had a uh, tooth broken off the flywheel. So if it cut off in that spot, the starter would just spin like hell. But if you get under there with a flathead screwdriver and just bump that flywheel just enough, it'd fire right up.
0: (laughs) Same situation.
2: It didn't happen often, but when it did, you just got to move that flywheel just a little
0: bit. Isn't it funny, the little quirks that we do? Like my Subaru, I drive a Subaru. It's got 200 and something thousand miles on it. If I stop too fast, it'll stall something to do with, like, a shift valve or my torque converter might be getting worn out or whatever, but so, like, occasionally I'll come up to a light and I'll just hit the brake too hard and the car will <laughs> stall. I'm like, oh, shit. So I, when the wife takes my car, I'm like, hey, you gotta be careful. You know, don't stop too fast. Um, if all these lights on the dash come on, don't worry about it. Doesn't matter. They'll go back out. <laughs> my wife would be lost. She would... <laughs>
1: It would that would not be good.
2: <laughs> There's all kind of quirks with that little piece of shit Honda that I bought just to put around in, but it runs. But I, I wouldn't put my wife in it. She's uh she's a little fancier than that. But I mean, I bought that thing because it's a piece of shit, and I got it dirt cheap, and it
0: runs like a top. You know, it's a Honda. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I wouldn't put her in it. I had a death trap. It was a Chevy Impala. I think it was like a 2008 Chevy Impala with 320-something thousand miles on it. And for some reason, randomly, if I was turning the wheel, like going around the corner, the wheel would lock. Oh, that's fun. Like lock. That's scary shit. (laughs) So you'd have to slam on the gas and that release something and then you could drive more. You're like, oh, no, that's that the opposite happen. of what, you, what you, your brain brain says you should do. Yeah, so we I got rid of that thing. Sent it to a demolition derby.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would not be good.
0: Yeah, they, they like driving it. circles anyway. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Right? <laughs> if you get a turn. Oh, so what's new in the shop, boys? Um, I'm getting my projects all wrapped up. I went from 14 down to 5 So I'm basically down to 5 left And I've got some time On those ones Because they just came in Right before I closed my books um, So I don't have to stress About the time frames And then play with my toys get to do a lot of yard work This year
1: Yeah,
2: well, I got uh, 8 finger bangers roughed out yesterday yeah. Nice I'm finally back in the shop boys and girls Finally And uh, so I'm going to have some finger bangers up for grabs just to kind of help me tighten stuff back up. You know what I mean? Get some bills paid. And I got a raffle going on. I believe there's eight spots left. Seven or eight. Most of the time when I do a raffle, man, it goes like very fast. But I think I just posted it at the wrong time yesterday because it didn't get any traction. But a lot of that's probably my fault, too, because I haven't been active on Instagram in the past month and a half.
0: Yeah, it'll take you a bit to get back into the algorithm.
2: Yeah, it's because I've yeah, just been so freaking busy with other stuff. I haven't had time, you know.
1: Yeah, I suck at Instagram. I, I just <laughs> <laughs> I do not post regularly on Instagram and I don't know, I I'm too busy on other stuff. And you got to be you got to be faithful. you got to do it every day or it, it forgets about you quick. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, well, get buried, I used to do it every single day, no matter what, no matter what it was like, you know, taking my medicine in the morning. I just knew once a day that Instagram post had to be up, but just life gets in the way. I kicked my own I self get, in the ass.
0: I got to figure something fresh out for my Instagram. If you watch my, my IG feed, it's all the same. I mean, it's different knives, but my videos all look the same. It's, you know, set up on my little display with the Buddha. And I film down or I'm showing the handles when they're covered in oil or you know what I mean I, I like that though fresh
2: I like the way yeah. you got your shit laid out
0: oh really yeah
2: and I mean look at a lot of people like the the big dogs you click on their page and you you don't even see them or their shop or anything it's just completed knives with like a professional black background and that's all it is all the way down you know, yeah, that's true. And that is obviously working for them.
1: Yep. See see the material. See the uh see what's for sale. What yeah. they're working on, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know if it's the algorithm. I get way more um traction on posts or my reels that show my face. Well, look is, at that pretty face, buddy. How do you what do you think? I know, I'm thirty six. I look like I'm twenty four. Must be it's, nice. Thirty
2: six. Damn, I, I would have guessed you're older than that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, on my analytics site, I get like a lot more traction on the videos that, like, where I'm cutting paper or whatever, and it shows my face, um, than ones that are just knives or handles or whatever I'm working on. Or I thought that but, was, but I can odd. see that. Like, it's
1: the same as YouTube. Like, for the first not quite first year i never i never wanted to be in front of the camera it was aaron at Ailey knives he was convinced me oh you should be in front of the camera and it makes a big difference because then people start to like relate to you and they start to you know they it's a personal thing like they can see you and they can you know it if, if, feels like they're they're getting to know you as opposed yeah, to see just that. seeing a knife
0: yeah it develops that human to human bond yeah you know, instead of like, maybe I'm a robot making knives or I'm a fake bot account and they just like made the knives on a computer. I mean, right. you can do a lot with computers these days. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. That makes I've, sense. I, I've had, that just reminds me of the guys that are like, Hey, could, can I put a knife in a mill and can I mill the bevel on it? It's like just around like the whole robot thing. Like, yeah, it would take you twenty times longer to do a knife and set it up in a mill and probably would still look like crap when you're done, so learn learn and to grind.
0: You'd probably lose all your credibility with the community too, you know. Like I know there's been I've seen makers out there who mill in like their fullers and their bevels. I'm like that I do.
1: What? <laughs> for for thought... fullers, not bevels, just fullers. Oh, for fullers, yeah. yeah not bevels, come on. It's quicker okay. to grind it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I could see use milling in a fuller because you can get that nice perfectly round yeah. end on each end whereas with the belt it's kind of like flat and just slightly rounded you know um, I could see that but when I see guys that are basically milling out their whole blade then they're like I made this I'm like you didn't make that you did a little math and your mill made that you know, but even but- like I love using my mill it's like my favorite tool but it
1: takes for, like, just the work, like, do you have a mill, like, you know, milling basically No, I like, don't have one. Like, the most complicated thing is, like, the work holding and, like, getting getting that blade held at the right, and then you got to flip it over and get the exact angle on the other side. Like, that is some complex shit, like, to do, and it takes you longer to set it up than it does to do it.
0: Yeah, I could see that, especially after you've already ground one side, because then oh. that changes the mathematics that you had for the first side. I used to mill um, the tang so that there was a shelf
1: When you know, on hidden tangs. I would mill the tang so it was like a five-thousandths, like so there was a shelf all the way around it, right? And it would sit on top of the, the guard. It was such a pain in the ass because you had to, like when you you got to take the knife and flip it over in the mill and then it's got to be exact. Right, because if if it wasn't, then there's a little step in your step, and I stopped doing it for that reason, and then started the like recessing the the Picasso into the guard, which is a much better technique. But anyway, complicated mill milling operations.
0: That sounds complicated. Had, Jason and I have had pretty lengthy conversations on makers doing like production runs where they like don't make the knives they just slap handles on them or like and and there's levels to that you know like some guys will send out a sheet of abl or 1095 or whatever and have them water jet cut out the blanks i don't see any anything wrong with that that's my least favorite part i think of making knives yeah is getting my blanks ready um yeah i was talking to, to brian b
1: cone and uh he he's doing a run of like knives that he's getting. In fact, I think even he's even getting the bevels done. Yeah. But at mm-hmm. least if you're up front about it and say, "Look, these are my like production knives, and you get to pick a handle," and you know, but they're, but they're cheaper. They're I don't know what he's charging for them two hundred bucks or whatever. Like you're yeah, not paying four
0: or five hundred bucks for them. If you're up front, two hundred. And 000. you're honest about it, that's cool. I'm wondering, he's having T.R. Maker do them. Yeah. And I was wondering how T.R. Maker puts in the bevels. Yeah, I, I was running the same thing. I've thought to that too. To keep the
2: cost that low, you know, there's no way he's standing in front of a grinder with a contact wheel. No way. You know what I mean? Like,
1: like, if he is, that guy must be an amazing grinder. Who can yeah. <laughs> like, like grind like a robot because they're from what I've what Brian was saying. They're pretty precise. So he must have CNC. some
0: industrial
2: machine.
0: Yeah. Something I ain't never seen before. Maybe no, a CNC. Could you do that on the CNC? But ha- you need to get the the
1: knife at an angle, like yeah. an exact angle every single time. I've so heard of something called
2: some- like a five axis CNC. I don't know even what that is, but I've heard uh, Ben Butler mm-hmm. talk about that. And mm-hmm. he is smart as shit when it comes to that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's making me like an
2: apron. Better. I can't wait. Oh, okay. So you're putting it out there to the world. I didn't know if it was public knowledge yet or not. Of what was? Of him making you an apron.
0: Yeah, no. Well, yeah, he's selling them now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was texting with him the other day because he said something about, uh, on the Work For It podcast, he was he talking did. about having to find a specific color, and he said something about a shark. So I was like, okay, Ben, are you looking for purple leather? And he's like, no, but do you have some? (laughs) (laughs) I said, no, I was just thinking, you know, he says something about a shark in a certain color. I'm thinking flying shark. And then I said, oh "Oh, shit, Dennis Terrell's got the shark on his blade. It's gotta be Dennis. He's like, well, you might be onto something there. He told me without telling me.
1: Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's working on, on one for me and I'm, You know, I'm, I'm, whether he likes it or not, I'm paying for it. I don't want to make it for free. Like I'm, I want him to, you know, I wanted him to get some business out of it as well as me
0: getting cool apron. I'd love to have him on. Uh, One of my favorite parts of the work for a podcast is the little one-liners that Ben throws out, you know, like just, they'll just be shooting the shit like we are. Mm -hmm. And he just throws out these hilarious little one-liners. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It cracks me up.
2: Ben's actually been on before Ryan, back in the archives of the hustle and grind podcast.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah he was, Jason always he cool gives dude. me shit. Cause I've never gone back and listened to our old episodes that I wasn't on. He's never heard of an episode that he wasn't on. What wow. a dick. It's <laughs> <all about Ryan. laughs> you don't, you don't drive looking in the rear view. <laughs> you, you do. if Somebody's chasing you. <laughs> so
2: I just thought about this. How did you ever come across our podcast? If you never listened to it until
0: you were on it. I hopped on one of your lives one day. Cause uh, like the only knife people I had ever talked to was like Brian house. And I was like, man, I gotta get my fucking name out there. Get your name out there. So I was like, this guy makes knives. And I clicked on one of your lives <laughs> and then we just hit it off. And I sent you some free shit in the mail. Free shit. will get her done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's how I knew who you were.
1: Yeah. Did, did I send
0: you some micarta too, Dennis? Yeah.
1: Have you used it? Uh, I don't. I haven't yet, but <laughs> I have so much handle material. I haven't either. <laughs> like, like just, just on the last journeyman knife that I made, I used a piece of handle material that Aaron sent me like a year and a half ago. Like I've got drawers of wood and crap that uh, I'll just keep for a special project. So I'm keeping it.
0: I still got. No, it. I feel you. I sent out 15 of those boxes, and I think Brigham Kendell's the only one who's used him, Used it. Yeah,
2: that yeah. my car was nice, but you guaranteed your spot with. on the show when you sent me those barbecue chips.
0: <laughs> I was on the show that one time before I sent you the barbecue chips. Yeah, well, once I got those chips, I was like, all right, he's in there. Got to lock him in. Lock him in. Yeah, I'll have to send you some more too. I'm trying to figure out a way to sh- mail fiddleheads because I know you would love fiddleheads, and I know is, Todd is Harrington. The yeah, they're yeah, it's a delicacy here. We eat them. Yeah, a nice stores here. Fiddleheads, yeah. Oh, that's right, because they grow there year round. Probably just ferns everywhere. Like the, in a- the Asian
1: markets have those. They're not
0: real popular. Uh, like I don't. I've, I've never seen them anywhere else. That's my favorite vegetable. If have you ever eaten them? No. You go buy a pack and just saute them up with some olive oil and a little bit of salt and pepper and a tiny bit of garlic, and they are so good. It's my favorite vegetable. What do they we, taste like, asparagus? No, they taste like fiddleheads. <laughs> That's not helping me. <laughs> give, give me a
1: comparison.
0: <laughs> it's kind of like asparagus mixed with broccoli is oh, okay. how I would describe it. Todd Harrington's a chef. He could probably describe it a little better than me, but I know he would want some, and I'd love to figure out a way to mail them because you you got to cook them all the way. I mean, it's a swamp weed, you know. We, yeah, we, you're have, not selling it here. <laughs> yeah, we, we, start, we harvest them off the side of the road. So, but they're so good. They sell them in the grocery stores. Or there'll be like some podunk dude in a rusted out truck parked in the end of a parking lot with a handwritten sign that's spelled wrong that says fiddleheads, two dollars a pound. Clean fiddleheads, it has to say clean because you got to wash them. So. <laughs> You know, we got those trucks around here, but it's usually collard greens or boiled peanuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, we get lobsters, blueberries, fiddleheads. Um, sometimes people sell clams on the side of the road, but I, I stay away from side of the road seafood. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're inland a good little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So it takes them an hour to drive to where I am. So yeah. how long have them lobsters been sitting in that bucket?
2: Yeah, because they're not catching just one and hauling ass back with it. Probably sitting there all day until they get a bucket plumb full.
1: Yeah, we don't have that much have much of that here. I mean, you might get the the uh, Mexican fruit stands, but other than that, that's uh, not a lot of stuff on the side of the road here.
0: Best Mexican food I ever had was out of a truck in California.
2: Dude, we've got a flea market here that's got three or four different Mexican food food trucks. Holy shit. It beats any restaurant around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to hang on to it very long because when you get home, it, it's gone. I mean, it is a <laughs> gut-buster food truck. But the the taste is there, dude. It is so good.
1: I was just in Mexico la- last week or the week before. I forget what it was. Yeah, week before. And my wife likes to – we didn't this trip, but she likes to go to, like, into town and go to, like, the greasy mm-hmm. – what you like, the – the most hole-in-the-wall Mexican place in Mexico and have food, have the local food, which I like too, but not many people do.
2: I bet it's good. Like, so authentic, you know?
1: Mm. It is. It was good. It was a good trip.
2: Was that like a business trip or just for fun?
1: Um, actually, my company, uh, I, I won some award at the company, and then they sent me with all the sales guys on our yearly trip. So I was like the one engineer guy uh, that got to go. So it was it was pretty fun. They sent us all to Cancun for uh, for five days. So nice.
2: Sounds like super and, fun.
1: Yeah, we got to bring a guest, so that was even better. My wife was happy. Hell yeah! Nice.
2: So we just finished up flipping this house and uh, actually got an offer that we accepted on Friday.
1: Nice. So
2: as soon as all that closes out, we're going deep sea fishing for three days. The boys oh, are taking nice. me to the ocean. I ain't never been deep sea fishing before.
0: It's fun. Bring your
1: seasickness, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, we've got huge lakes here that I've been on my whole life. You know what I mean? In the river and all that stuff. So I don't really know if it'll affect me or not. I've never been, obviously. Anyway. Yeah.
0: It's a little different when you're out there so far. You can't see land anymore. Yeah. And you're like, something happens. I'm a you know, like I'm a mechanic, I know shit breaks all the time, yeah, like mm how how so nice is this? A, you, you don't get swells in a
1: lake, you yeah. get swell, and that's what that's what turns your stomach is that swell, coming yeah, down, that rhythmic swell,
2: yeah, I'm excited, man, like I said, we got the house finished and sold, and that's kinda like their little reward for me, you know they're the the big dogs, and I'm just a helper, so Just, just tell them you'll take cash too well, I mean cash is awesome, dude, but I want to go fishing. Well,
1: <laughs> it, 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 it's really fun. I, I was in Cabo deep sea fishing two years ago and uh, we had a great time. It was super fun. Yeah, I'm everyone, looking forward to it. Everyone got a fish, so it was it was fun.
2: Yeah, they showed me pictures from last time they went. There was shit it had to be fifty fish. I mean just lined up
1: on pegs and stuff everywhere. This when, is Georgia, I, so you guys would get like tuna and you guys get everything down there
2: yeah i think we're going somewhere out of uh florida out of point point st joe or something like that that's even better
1: yeah
0: so like yeah and jack that. and all, all those yeah deep awesome. sea fish they fight a lot harder than a smallmouth bass
2: yeah we're going to the gulf not the atlantic side i do
0: know that oh that's good that's good Talk to Brian, man. He he
1: he's fish down there all the time. Uh, Brian House.
2: There we go, yeah. See he he's still got his charter boat. Like
1: yeah. He he had a char a charter. I don't know if it was a business or he just did a bunch of charters. I don't know, but he, he was he's a boat guy. He's oh, he yeah. a boat for years.
2: Look, he looks like a boat guy too, doesn't he?
1: <laughs> his first video was a boat video.
2: Yeah, I know it. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he'd be right at home at the front of a yacht, you know, with a little pointy hat and Land ho. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Ryan, it was it was really funny you busting him for uh, screwing up your name last episode.
0: <laughs> and then he just, on the next episode after that, he just didn't even try. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, I didn't piss him off. I was just busting his balls. He, pra- he probably <laughs> didn't hear it. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> yes. probably true. Well, they had
2: a guest on the last episode, so you know they were a little more caught up. I got a feeling next time your name comes up, Ben's going to call him out. That's what I was expecting. I was waiting for Ben to
0: bring it up, like you know. Even B. Cone didn't say anything. I'm like, dude, B. Cone, <laughs> what is up, bro? Yeah, like, <laughs> come on, do you guys not like me? You can be honest and tell me I'm a douchebag. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Like, it is confusing though. It, it's it's um, Ryan Coakley, but you're.
1: Uh, you, it's Chadbourne, and that confused me for a while until I heard the explanation, so I get
2: it. Yeah, it's my middle name. and I think it'd be a, easier it, if it was just Chadbourne Knifeworks instead of Ryan Coakley from Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks.
0: Well, it's too late now. I got stickers, for business <laughs> cards, and, yeah, and my hoodies, and like yeah. a rebrand. No, I knew when I did that that it was going to be confusing to people, and in my mind I was like, well, they just won't know what my real name is. Yeah, but you could have not, just stuck with Ryan Chadbourne, leave Coakley out altogether. But that's not feasible if I have to send somebody money because they're like, or they got to send me money because they're like, who's Ryan Coakley? Oh, that's me. What? You know, people get suspicious doing deals over the internet with guys they've never met and then the name changes. But yeah. So if I send it's money a, on PayPal or whatever, it just comes from JK Blades. Yeah, I set up my PayPal like 15 years ago. Can I change the name? Sure. Yeah. Oh. I got a separate one though for for the nice stuff. Oh, uh, you got two, yeah. I uh I recently set up a Venmo and a Cash App because I was I was running into people not having PayPal. And that's yeah, I got there. Venmo and PayPal, but I try
1: to try to not do it on that because of the chart the fees.
0: Yeah.
2: Here's a public yeah. service announcement, guys. Look into Zelle. If you haven't heard of Zelle, it's the best thing ever. If you've got a mobile banking app on your phone. It's most likely already set up in your phone already through your bank and it's 100% instant and 100% zero fees for either party. The whole world needs to go to Zelle cuz it goes bank to bank. It's none of that third party PayPal, Venmo. There's no fees, you know what I mean?
0: Coolest Soon thing to in be the world. A third sponsor of the Hustle and Grind podcast. <laughs> I'd take
2: some Zelle money. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, I've, I've, I think I've used it once,
1: but the problem is you, you try to explain it to people and how to do it, and that's where it gets complicated.
2: Yeah. I mean, when I use Zelle, I just get a text message. That says, like, you know, Ryan Coakley paid you $20. You know, it's just that simple, and it's in the bank. You don't have to approve anything or click on nothing. It's just there.
1: You, you know what I've – and I'm not, I'm not a huge proponent, but I've actually used Facebook to send money. And Facebook that's actually pay. pretty good. The I've
2: Facebook never set pay. that up. I just I feel <laughs> sketchy about it. You know what I mean?
1: It just but there's no fees. There's no nothing because they're friends. So you're sending it to a friend. Um, so that's nice that there's no fees. I don't,
0: those fees will kill you as a business owner. Oh
2: yeah. I just I don't trust Zuckerberg. You know what I mean? Like
0: yeah, well yeah me neither.
2: He's making his money somewhere. Something's going he's,
0: on. Well, he's not a human. So well, we don't that's trust true. things that aren't human. <laughs> that's true. He, you know, Mike Jones, the rapper Mike Jones, Mike Jones just got a knife out to Lex Friedman. I don't know if you know who Lex Friedman is. Mm-hmm. Lex Friedman, look him up. He's um, he does a podcast, but he's he's like a MIT scientist or something like that. He had Zuckerberg on his show. And the first thing he did was hand him a piece of paper with the blocks with all the stoplights on it. To like that, they make us oh, go yeah. through to like prove that we're not a robot. The captcha, like, Yeah, he's like, Can you please circle all the stoplights before we proceed? But Zuckerberg, man, like the way he smiles and the way he laughs, it looks like a robot trying to imitate a human. Like, and
2: he's been wearing like, that same gray t shirt for the past 15 years,
0: yeah. And when he drinks, he drinks like this. <laughs> He's, like, weird, dude. I'm like, <laughs> money can't make you that weird. I've met some millionaires before, and they were, kind of, like, one of them was kind of weird, but the other ones that I've met were very normal people, you know. We yeah, do, I got friends do that work
1: at Facebook. It's right here. Like, they're, I I don't think I'd ever want to work there.
2: Yeah, he's a weird, weird dude. But think about it. You know, he was in college in a dorm room, and instead of, like, Running around drinking some beers and banging chicks. He's trying to figure out how to play on a computer and set up like a little fantasy land with his friends online. No.
0: Which made him, you know, lots of money, but. You don't know how Facebook got started?
2: Yeah, I saw the movie.
0: He stole it. That, like, wasn't even his idea. His buddy came up with a website where you could rate hot chicks on campuses. And Mark Zuckerberg stole it, benefited off it, turned it into Facebook, or now Meta, Hmm.
2: you know. I guess I missed that part. He's a son of a bitch. Well, he was rating the chicks, but he should have been out banging them. His whole life would have been different.
0: Yeah. Have you seen his wife? storebought She's like a four. <laughs> She's like not even very pretty. I'm like, dude, you're worth like a bajillion dollars. I'm like, go buy the hottest girl on the planet. I've what never really? seen her.
2: I would figure she'd be a dime, oh, though. Just because no. of the money, you know? That,
0: that's a plus one for him. If he's
1: uh if he's if he's not. He's not after this super hot model that's going to, whatever, take all his money in a few years when he uh, croaks or whatever. Right.
0: Or he ends up in Johnny Depp's position. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> those, <laughs> those videos are starting to come up on my YouTube feed for some reason. Yeah, me like, too. And uh, Like just getting suckered in. I'm like, what, she pooped in his bed? I got to listen to this. <laughs> like, you it's know
1: what clap. I mean? It's total clickbait. Yeah. And I'm
0: like, no way. Poor guy yeah he looks like he's in hell
2: yeah he's another weird one
0: yeah but one hell of an actor
2: huh
0: yeah but they they live their lives being worshipped by everybody around them you know what i mean so it's like yeah like oh miss mr depp can i get you a coffee oh how are you feeling today oh oh." you know and like none of us deal with that on a daily basis our wives are like oh you got a headache fucking deal with it (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean i'm i'm a newlywed i've only been
1: uh, i'm remarried but only a couple years so uh it's still the newlywed phase for us
2: Oh, nice nice (laughs) (laughs) no those were the days dude richard rawlings is the one that did it right you know who that is right gas monkey garage yep so when he got famous you know he doesn't have like a butler and uh you know maids and all that kind of stuff he drives his own self everywhere but he does on his payroll he has a beer assistant He has a chick that follows him around with a cooler full of beer 100% of the time.
1: That is the way to do it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) If you ever see him on TV, especially, you know, anything off the gas monkey garage, because that's, and it's on there a lot too, but he's always got a cold Miller light in his hand.
0: What does he just, he's like, Sarah, beer. Yeah.
2: And she just gives him a beer. Beer assistant. And he sticks his hand out and he comes back with a beer.
0: That would drive me nuts.
2: I she was, hired
0: for that job. She was I'd with him like...
2: on the Joe Rogan show when he was on Joe Rogan. She was in the room with him to hand him beers while Rogan was interviewing him. <laughs>
1: that's my that goal, so to funny. walk around Blade Show and have a guy with a cooler walking 10 feet behind me that can pass me a beer when I want
0: one. Dude, that, that's goals. That's real goals. <laughs> I want to get a knife to Joe Rogan. That's my goal. I don't know how Mike Jones does it. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Actually, I do know how he did it, and it was totally, like, right place, right time type deal, which is how most great things happen. Um,
2: yeah, he told that story on the Hustle & Grind podcast. He did. He did. That was a fun episode.
0: That was a good episode.
1: I remember that one. That's how I heard that one.
0: That's cool. Yeah. And then when I saw you got one to Lex Friedman, I was like, dude, Lex Friedman? Are you serious? He's like, I know. It just happened. I was like, that's awesome. Supplying the stars. Good for you. It's the same way I get these knives out to the UFC fighters, though. You know, in it, well, not exactly the same. Like he got his selects because the guy was buying Lex a birthday present and new mic. Uh, I just message them and hope they respond.
1: That's cool. That's the way you get your name out there. I mean, you're good at marketing.
0: Yeah. My brother told me I should worry less about marketing. And I was like, mm, no. That's not an option in what we do. No, he's a, he's a tattoo artist. My older brother. I got two brothers that are tattoo artists. My older brother. He hasn't had business cards in ten years. He's like, I don't need them. Word of mouth. It's like, all right. Cool. Well, Once you've got that established
2: clientele list, you know, you're good. But it's a matter of getting to that point. Yeah.
1: And even then, it never hurts to widen your uh,
0: area of influence. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, word of mouth. I, I tried to explain it like, what if it's a one timer? who you did, like, one little banger tattoo on, and then uh, they're trying to explain to their friend who did their tattoo, but they can't remember your fucking name because they only met you once. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you have a business card, they can just go, oh, I have this business card. Here you go. You know? I've got some on the way.
1: I, I had... I went... I made made the mistake last year at Blade... Uh, um, Blade West. And I think I had, like hundred business cards, and I went through them all in like the first whatever four hours of the first day, because everybody was taking a business card that stopped by. So this year I printed a thousand, so I'm bringing a ton of them. Oh, for your table? Yeah, for the table. Okay. Everyone was like, I'm sure half of them, like ninety percent of, them just get thrown out eventually. Yeah. But, you know, everyone's taking them, and I was they were done. So, and they're cheap. Like, yeah. Like what are they ten bucks for fifty or something? Not, no
0: ten bucks for two hundred. I just paid twenty-four dollars for five hundred. Yeah. And I and I got a pen. I ordered one pen for me. Well, that's that fast.
1: Stickers. I'm bringing a bunch of crap to, <sighs> to Blade.
0: Stickers, man. It's hard to find good stickers. Um the last ones I got I like. Uh, I got those from sticker app.
1: I just bought some the other day from like UPrint or something like that, and I didn't do a lot of research. But my stickers on like my merch shelf from like Spreadshirt or whatever—they're like like two bucks a piece. So there's no way I'm ordering off that. Like, and then I went and bought them. I think they were like forty cents a piece, which is—I don't know if that's good or not. But it
0: sounds very good to me. Fifty cents somewhere in there for the ones okay. I've got so right now. No. I mean, obviously, the more you buy, the less they are. But you know, it's hard for us to invest, you know, a thousand dollars in stickers and business cards all at once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, business
1: cards are like forty bucks for a thousand. It's not like stickers where you know you I'm gonna pay two hundred bucks in stickers or something.
2: Yeah, I still don't have business cards, but the only reason is I don't even have a logo on my computer to get to the business card website.
0: You well, um, got you got a, you got a logo can, on your shirt, like yeah. They can help you with that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, my the guy that makes my shirts and my my hats and stickers and everything I've got don't do business cards, and he's the one that made the logo and sticks it on all my stuff.
1: Oh, well get him get the image from him. Yeah,
2: yeah I should probably text do that. it to you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Especially if it's like an SVG or something that's like resizable to any resolution. That's the best way.
2: Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Do it. I thought about just, like, laying some paper on it and tracing it and taking a picture of it with my phone and then emailing it to myself.
0: (laughs) That's That's how untechnical I am. We're all talking about not wanting to spend money on stickers and then Brian House is gonna hear this and be like, What the fuck? Do you know how much money I've spent on stickers? He's got some he, cool stickers though, dude. He's got some cool stickers, but he does the sticker packs and then yeah. he he gives them out all the time and like I'm sure Brian spent some serious coin on stickers. Oh, for sure. But he's set up like legit business, so he probably writes them off as advertising.
2: Well look how right. often you see people you know putting a you know, people do the thing where they put the sticker in their hand, they walk around their shop with it and all this, trying to figure out where to put it. Just about all those videos, you see a Revolution sticker or a House made US sticker, you know, one of his or somewhere
0: in that video all the time. I've got so many of his stickers that I have like a handful not even stuck to anything yet.
2: Oh, I've still got like- some that aren't stuck to anything.
0: Because that machine's already got two Brian House stickers. That machine's already got two. That one's got three. That one's got one. I'm like, mm. I've actually got so many stickers. I've started sticker bombing a part of my wall in my garage. Yes, I too. like stickers.
1: I I just recorded that that video for a pickle sticker that he sent me the other day. So, I saw yeah. that,
2: and you had a yeah. you had a Brian House sticker in the background.
1: <laughs> That's right. I put them right beside each other.
2: Yep. Yeah, I've got a, a cabinet with glass doors in the shop, and that's where a lot of stickers are. And then I got the beer fridge that's covered. And then I got the big medical chemical cabinet, and it's it's slowly getting completely covered, too.
1: I got to get a beer fridge for my shop. That sounds like a great idea.
2: It's an awesome idea until it opens a little too early every now and then. That'll uh, halt production.
1: Oh, <laughs> I see what you mean. <laughs>
2: yeah. I got out there one night, this was a few years ago. And I was working on a blade, and I was super proud of it. And it got into that beer fridge too early. The next morning, I looked at that knife, and one one scale on one side was maybe an eighth of an inch thick. And then the other one was, like, completely Coke bottle contoured. <laughs> they weren't even close to matching each other. I was like, well, that's why you don't drink a knife. I had to just grind it off and start over. <laughs>
1: at least it was a scale and not a bevel.
2: Yeah. That's true. That's that's true.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't drink too much in the shop once in a while, but if I get into the 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 whiskey, that's when no.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of times like earlier today we were hanging out in my shop. There was no knife work going on, but we were doing yard work. And just, you know, there's waters in there. So we go in there and drink some water. There's a front porch, you know, with an awning get in some shade for a minute. So uh, the evening time shop hangouts after actual shop work is where the the beer fridge comes in handy.
0: Mm. One of my best friends moved in down the street from me. He's my wife's cousin. We've gone to school with each other since we were kids. And he's literally within walking distance. And the other day I was watching UFC in my garage, chilling in my recliner. And he just fucking busts the door open. I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) scared the shit out of me. I'm putting a gate up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know me there. for how long how you don't just swing by bro <laughs> I'm like, you got a message me first but it's okay
1: yeah I, I I don't have anybody that just swings by, so that's good well, that's not true my uh my buddy Jared at Echo blades he'll swing by once in a while but that's,
0: uh, is that Jared ball ball no 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 uh, that's
2: uh four nineteen forging
0: oh four nineteen that's balled ball 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 oh, ball no, ball no, echo ball, blades uh is
1: the jared that i know he's going he's going to be he's my helper uh, in, uh at blades so that each of us can uh take off and tour while someone's watching the table so it's oh, yeah. the only reason i'm having a table this year is so i don't i'm not maroon there
2: i couldn't go there and just sit there's too much to do
1: yeah yeah, and that's why, because now we can, like, tag team and, like, yeah. someone can go off and tour while someone else is staying at the at the table. But for me, like, I'm not, like, super outgoing. Like, I don't like to walk up to someone and say, hey, I'm so, ins- like, that, I, I don't know, I feel weird doing that. I don't mind people coming up to me, and I'm super friendly. But So I actually like being at the table and meeting viewers and meeting people and stuff. So I like hanging out at the table, but I also want to... Go out and check everything out, and yeah, you know, see the Broadback guys, and because I know them, and see the you know, and check everybody else out.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm that guy in the pit. If I see somebody I recognize, I have no problem going right up to them, introducing myself. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well,
1: once, once I've had a few drinks, I'm the same. But yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward because last year I didn't. Um, I got friends like work, old work friends that I went out with, so I never got to go to the pit last year. Oh wow! So I'm super excited this. Well, my wife's not going this year, so I'm, I'm super excited about going to the pit and hanging out and drinking and you know because that's that's where I think most of the connections are made.
2: Absolutely, it's funny. The, the pit changes throughout the evening as well. Like seven, eight o'clock, there's hundreds of people in there, but by probably nine, nine thirty, it's just about half of that probably you know just a couple hundred people by midnight everybody that's in there it's like the it just gets smaller it keeps shrinking and the group gets tighter and by midnight man everybody in there there'd be 40 people all in one conversation <laughs> it's cool as shit
1: and that's only saturday night
2: it happens friday too but see, I don't go on friday cuz i'm only an hour down the road you know it hotel rooms are so expensive we just wake up first thing Saturday morning and go up there, and then we stay, st- uh, stay at the show Saturday, go to the pit Saturday night, and then go back to the show Sunday and come on home.
1: Mm.
2: Uh, yeah, Saturday night's where it's at. It's uh, one hell of a party.
1: Yeah, I got to go. Friday morning is my journeyman test. So uh, if I'm in a pissy mood Friday, you'll know why.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well you know right away after the test? They say yes or no right there? Yeah, right there. Hell and yeah. And
1: there's... Forty-six people testing. I heard. Is,
2: How many judges are they going to have?
1: There's seven. There's always seven master smiths.
2: I figured they and, might bring uh, in more for that.
1: I, they, they've been talk about that because there's more this year than there's ever been. Right. Because they didn't do it uh, year before last, mm-hmm. so I think there's a backlog and just I think the like I said, the Fortune Fire crowd is now at the three year mark. <laughs> yeah. So there, uh, there's a lot of people testing.
2: Well, good luck with it, man. I hope you got her and kill it.
1: Oh, I'm, I, I'm waiting to hear. So I'll tell you a story. So my if you watch my videos, like the Journeyman knife, I forget if it's number two or number three. So I didn't have, I wanted to do an integral bolster, Okay, but I didn't have any stock that was thick enough. So I'm like, fine. So I'll just, I cut up some quarter-inch stock and just forge-welded it together right at the bolster to make enough steel for a bolster. So, Will Stelter, because I, and I said, you know, Will Stelter um, messaged me and said, hey, man, like, and he put a quote in from the rules. And the rules say that you're not allowed Damascus and you're not allowed forge welding. I thought for sure in my head it said pattern welding, but it says forge welding. I'm like, but that's, because I showed this knife to at least six master smiths in texas every one of them passed it nobody gave me any flack but but it's for, it's technically forge welded so i'm waiting to hear from one of the judges if this knife is okay because uh, if it's not i got to make another one which will piss me off because i'm so done making journeyman knives because <laughs> <laughs> i don't do a lot of mono steel knives and i'm so done like i want to get back to damascus and, yeah all the other stuff that I normally do. But I'll be happy when it's over. And
2: So are you going to go ahead and start on another one for the just-in-case, or are you going to...
1: Well, I'm waiting wait. here. Yeah. I reached out to one of the judge, and he, he emailed me today and said he would go talk to one of the other judges and find out. But he said he thought it was fine because it doesn't... You know, the, the journeyman knives are all about fit and finish, and right. you, you can't tell. I showed it to Jason Knight. I showed it to Steve Schwartzer. I no one said anything everyone said that that knife would pass because they didn't know it was forge welded well What's
2: if it's different? all the same material and it's not etched, you know what i mean right. it shouldn't be any way to tell
1: and even if it was etched you wouldn't tell cuz it's the yeah, it's same, the same material. material
2: yeah right
1: so i think it's fine but we'll see i, I and it's i have a video so it's not like like I don't want anybody coming back on me saying, "Hey, his knife is not whatever." I don't want any of that, so I'll gladly do another knife if it comes to that.
2: Yeah. Well, I hope I got a good feeling. You're going to go there and kick some ass.
1: I'll uh, I'll be right
0: back. I get,
2: my dog's whining to go pee. <laughs> well, I'm about whining to go pee too. So why don't we go ahead and just wrap this thing up, okay. if that's cool with you, boys? It's almost an hour and a half in. Um, well, this is a long episode for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you got a good Fair guest, fun. you know what I mean. Makes it a little easier.
1: <laughs> I've had a blast, guys.
2: Well, Mister Tyrell, how did we even get you.
1: you on here? how did this happen? I actually I reached out to Jace because you guys mentioned he mentioned last episode. Hey, I'm, you guys, you we're going to do something at Blade Show, so I said, "Hey, stop by. I'm at table twenty three zero. Stop by." And uh, and then he said, "Hey, why well, don't I would just have you on?" I was
0: all he's nice. all about it.
2: Yeah, I got that message. It said new message from Dennis Tyrell. I was like, "What the fuck? For real?"
0: <laughs> I'm famous. I finally right? made it. <laughs>
2: I, I sent Ryan a message. I said, buddy, we hit the big times. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, go check out my raffle. Hopefully it's full by the time you hear this. If not, uh, check it out and, and get in on it so I can get this thing filled up. Go check out Dennis Tyrell. at. Uh, well, do your thing, Dennis. Where you at?
1: Tyrell Knifeworks. Uh, go to YouTube. Check me out there or Tyrell Knifeworks on Instagram.
0: And then Coakley Doakley. Yep. Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks on Instagram and Facebook. and uh, Or Ryan's Knives and Repair on YouTube. <laughs> there you go. I got to go
1: subscribe now.
0: Yeah, if, you, if I revitalize that channel, which there's a very good chance I might, um, I'll probably be hitting you up for some advice on video editing and stuff. Hey,
1: man, uh, do it. We'll get you in the next challenge.
2: Ooh. <laughs> There you go. There you go. That sounds like a plan right there. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll talk to you again next
1: week. All right. Thanks, guys. Keep on hustling.
0: Keep on grinding. Bye. That was a good one.